Welcome to Good Girls Talk About Sex. I am sex and intimacy coach Leah Carey, and this is a place to share conversations with all sorts of women about their experience of sexuality. These are unfiltered conversations between adult women talking about sex. If anything about the previous sentence offends you, turn back now. And if you're looking for a trigger warning, you're not going to get it from me. I believe that you are stronger than the trauma you have experienced. I have faith in your ability to deal with things that upset you. Sound good? Let's start the show. Today, we'll meet Leah. Not me, another Leah. She's actually an Instagram influencer as a plus size model. At the time of our interview, she has close to 150,000 followers, and she regularly posts photos of herself, her adorable dog Luna, cute plus size fashion, and plus size lingerie. You can find her on Instagram at voluptuousleah. And I'll put that in the show notes. I want to acknowledge how challenging it can be for people who have a public persona to come on this show and open up about their sex lives. The majority of the women you hear on this program are either using just their first name or they're using a fake name entirely. It allows them to be completely open and honest about what they've experienced, both good and bad, in the bedroom. Now, Imagine having that conversation for the world to hear when you know that people will be able to connect your face and your name to your story. I actually have a list of well-known people I'd love to interview, but getting them on the record will take time and building up relationships based on trust. Hopefully someday you'll hear some of those people on this show. As for this episode, You may have noticed in your feed that it's much shorter than usual. That's because Leah and I had a lot of audio issues while recording, but I didn't want to delete the entire interview because I think she has some really interesting things to say about having sex in a plus size body. So instead, I went through and picked out the pieces of our interview that are audible. Regular listeners, I appreciate your forbearance in listening to this less than stellar audio. If you're a first time listener, you may not want to start with this episode. Go back an episode or two in the feed to get a feel for a regular episode before diving into this one. And if you're a follower of Voluptuous Leah, who is here specifically to hear her interview, welcome. I hope you'll enjoy it and stick around to hear lots of other interviews with women of all ages, sizes, races, religions, sexual preferences, etc. As for the formal introduction, Leah is a 31-year-old cisgender female who describes herself as white, heterosexual, monogamous, plus size, and in a new relationship while also going through a divorce from her previous husband. I am so pleased to introduce Leah.
I am so excited today to be talking to my guest for two reasons. One is that we have been connected for a few years um, through my work in the personal development field and her work as a body positivity, I don't know if activist is the right word, but certainly an influencer. And I'm also excited because her name is also Leah. So, Leah, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> oh, thank you. Nice to finally connect with you. Yes, finally. So, um, you are on Instagram under the handle Voluptuous Leah, and you uh, sort of, I guess, kind of put it all out there. And that's one of the things I love about you is not just that you wear fun, furry clothing and even do lingerie. Um, as a plus size model, but also that you kind of put yourself right out there front and center and tell people what your fears are and your anxieties and all of that. And I really, really appreciate that about you. So it helps people who may be feeling alone. Is this only happened to me? Um, and I like to sort of eliminate things like that where I can, just because I know that women and people in general already have so many issues going on. And it's just easy for me to put myself out there. So I figured I may as well do it. Awesome. My first question with everyone is, what is your first memory of sexual pleasure? <laughs> I would say actual pleasure, definitely in my 20s. What about as a kid or as a teenager? Did you discover your own body? Did you start masturbating at some point earlier than that? Yeah, a little, but again, I don't think I ever, it was kind of just like doing it, but then I think I don't, I don't think I ever actually reached an orgasm mm -hmm. doing masturbating until I was in my 20s. So that's actually pretty common. Um, that's not at all unusual, but did oh. you have pleasure when you were masturbating, even if you didn't come to a climax? Um, yeah, I guess a little. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so what about, what were you hearing in your family about sex and sexuality? Was it an open topic? Was it something that was very taboo? I never got any sort of talk as a kid or anything. It wasn't really talked about. Yeah. Did you, were you curious? Did you want to talk about it? Um, no, I don't actually think I, I mean, not that I remember. I don't think that I wanted to like talk about it with like family or anything mm -hmm. with friends yeah yeah so that was my next question were you talking with friends and what were you learning from your friends about sex and sexuality um that my friends were doing sex stuff <laughs> <laughs> and was that intriguing to you like did you want to know more how how much did you talk about it do you remember one time when I was at Girl Scout camp, uh, my best friend sent me a letter in the mail saying that she had lost her virginity and she like made it this whole like, um, I don't know, kind of like puzzle to figure out because she like drew an eye and uh, <laughs> like a V involved. So it was like code, you know, in case her mom or anything read it. Oh my gosh, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> And so did you have crushes on boys when you were in high school? One time I broke my ankle um, because I was looking at a boy. 
<laughs> well, you now need to tell us that entire story. <laughs> An eighth grade field trip. And we were getting off the bus and the boy was getting off behind me and we got to the stairs and I was like turning around to look at him and I missed a step. I fell right out of the bus, rolled right under it. Oh no. Um, ankle all swollen, couldn't walk. Teachers had to carry me to their car and bring me to the hospital. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh, how awful. Are you aching to explore new vistas of your sexuality? Do you hear me talk about concepts on this show and think it makes sense, but I need help applying it to my situation? That's where personalized sex and intimacy coaching comes in. When you work with me, I promise to help you feel safe exploring your sexuality. Together, we'll look at your needs and desires without judgment and help you figure out how to fulfill them. There's no single answer that's right for everyone. So I'm going to help you discover what's right for you and we'll go at your pace. That's the pace that respects your emotional needs, your boundaries, and your nervous system. Because going too fast can send you into shutdown while going too slow can be infuriating. The goal is to find what's right for you. I work with clients who are motivated to explore many different areas of sexuality, including things like expressing your sexual desires to current or future partners, exploring if you might be queer, challenging body image insecurity in sexual relationships, dipping your toes into BDSM or consensual non-monogamy, learning to date after a long time out of the dating pool, exploring sexuality for later in life virgins, and so much more. I want you to have a deeply fulfilling, intimate life, and together we can help you get there. For more information and to schedule your free, no obligation discovery call, visit leahcarry.com forward slash coaching. That's leahcarry.com forward slash coaching coaching. I'm breaking in here to let you know that unfortunately, the audio in the entire section where we talked about Leah's early sexual experiences was just too poor to broadcast. So I'm going to give you the highlights. Leah didn't date much during high school, but she did have some awkward sexual encounters when she felt like neither she nor her partner knew what they were doing. As a senior in high school, she spent the year in Bolivia. There, she had a boyfriend, and the sex was more enjoyable, except that one time her host mother walked in on them having sex. Oh my god. When she came back from Bolivia, she spent some time partying with friends, having one-night stands, and participating in what she laughingly calls sexcapades. When she entered college, she met the man who would then become her husband. 
We pick up the conversation here, talking about her relationship with her plus-size body and how that played out in the bedroom with her ex-husband. Because of the work that you do, because you are a plus-size model, I want to talk a bit about your relationship with your body and how that has affected your experience of sex. Oh my God, so much. Yeah, so let's, let's go there. Um, I reading between the lines of the things that you post, it sounds like you have not always been at peace with your body. Is that correct? Right. I used to always cover my legs at the beach. So I'd wear, um, men's board shorts, wear cardigans, never wear shorts, things like that. And that's all totally changed for me. Um, you know, I go to the beach in a bikini now, um, Mm -hmm. you know, or tank tops and things. And I think that as I slowly became more comfortable doing those things, I started to recognize my body a little differently, build a different level of confidence. Um, And I think that it definitely has led my sex life to change, maybe even, you know, me realizing, you know, what I'm looking for in a man. Mm -hmm. So when you were with your husband, uh, your ex-husband, how did your relationship with your body play into your sex life? I don't know if you've ever like talked about fetishizing on a podcast before. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think I've experienced that. Mm-hmm. And for people who aren't familiar with what you're talking about, there are people who fetishize larger bodies and it's one thing to, to, enjoy larger bodies and want to be sexual with them. It's a totally different thing to fetishize them and see them as objects. Um, So that it's more about uh, the object of the body than it is about the person who's inside that body. Being obsessed with the arm fat, saying things like, "Mm, fat, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, things like that. I don't know. And did that make you uncomfortable? Yeah, definitely. Oh, my God. Yep. Yeah. What was it that made you uncomfortable about it? Oh, my God. It just made me feel uncomfortable and uneasy. Like, why why the fat when I got these great titties, which also happened to be composed of fat? When he would say things like that, how did you respond? Sometimes I would just, like, shut up pull away, roll my eyes, and then would be vocal about it and say, I don't like it, please stop, things like that. And was he able to hear you when you said, please stop? Um, not always. Yeah, that's hard. It's mm. really hard. Yeah. And so over the course of your relationship, you said that you're, you're now getting divorced. What brought about the end of that relationship? I think that we both sort of changed. I think I changed a lot as a person, grew a lot. I'm not sure that you know, he was able to grow and keep up. I think what I wanted in life was different. I maybe started to feel like I kind of needed a different person by my side, someone a little more supportive, wanted to be part of what I do, things like that. Mm-hmm. And so you're now in another relationship. Yep. 
And have you found that? Does this new person fulfill those desires? Oh my God. Yeah. He's amazing. So it makes me feel respected and appreciated just overall in general. Really sweet guy. I assume that he doesn't make the weird comments that make you feel uncomfortable. Definitely not. Nope. Before we finish up, let's get the lowdown. The questions we're dying to know, but would usually be too polite to ask any good girl. Do you have sex during your period? Beginning and end, yeah. What's the approximate number of sex partners you've had? Like somewhere between 10 to 13. What's the average answer you get? There is none. I've had everything from, I spoke with one woman, uh, I don't know, a month or two ago, who is around your age, she's in her early 30s, and she's had sex with one person. And then I've talked to other people in their mid 30s who say 100 plus, there's just, there is not a standard answer. Um, And that's part of why I ask these questions so that people will hear that there is such a wide variety of answers. And so there's nothing that is bad or wrong or shameful. There's just your experience. Do you prefer clit stimulation or penetration? Uh, Well, here's the thing. They're just two totally different orgasms. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely prefer clit stimulation on my own, you know. And then Mm -hmm. penetration I also really like because I get to squirt and go in and stuff. Okay. Excellent. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think it's generally easy or challenging for you to orgasm? It's pretty easy for me both ways. I've actually timed myself and I can orgasm by myself within like two to three minutes. I'm trying to be quick. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever faked an orgasm? (sighs) Yep. Haven't we all? Yeah, well, (laughs) most of us have. (laughs) Under what circumstances would you fake an orgasm? To get it done with. Have you faked it in your current relationship? No. What's your favorite way to orgasm during sex? Well, ideally, I'd be like rubbing my clit while he's penetrating me. And I know that, um, like, there's a book out there called Curvy Girl Sex that's all about, like, sex positions for larger bodies. Do you find that you need to make accommodations or um, can you kind of do whatever it is you want to do? Sometimes there's things you can't do. Yeah. Um, Just, like, some positions. Maybe you got a mask that's too fat. Do you prefer the orgasm from masturbating or from sex with a partner? Well, from masturbating is kind of better. That's why I like to be doing it while he's penetrating, you know. Can you orgasm from penetration alone without clit stimulation? Yeah, I can, but it's definitely different. You know, it's not that clit orgasm, the clitgasm. Yeah. What kind of touch do you enjoy most? Oh, it just depends. It's all a mood thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Are there... What are your hard red lines? Things that you absolutely don't want to do? Ooh, I don't want to take it in the butt. Um, 
<laughs> things that I also don't want to do. Um, I don't know. I'm pretty open. I'm not trying to bring other people in, but as far as like trying new stuff, I'm all into it. Uh huh. So have you played with like um, with restraints? Oh yeah. Yeah, you enjoy that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I like that stuff. And what about like spanking or flogging? Stuff? Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be into spanking. I like to be spanked nice and hard. Are there sexual things you've tried that you don't ever want to do again? Most things I've tried, I've been okay with. Well, the face slapping, I'd be okay without doing that again in life. Uh, How do you feel about your partner masturbating without you in the room? Um, Well, I guess, you know, it's like normal and everyone's got to do it, right? Because I'm going to do it. Yes, it is normal, but that doesn't mean that everybody feels okay about it. I don't know. I know I used to not feel okay about it years ago, but I don't know. I think that's people are going to do it. We got to do it. How do you feel about your partner watching porn? Um, I'd much rather have him like be watching porn than like be talking to real people or, I mean, I know that porn people are real people, but it's like their job, you know? Do you have hair down there or are you bare? Um, so currently at this moment is there. Sometimes it goes away, you know, usually try to plan that up with the period or maybe bikini time or lingerie. Have you ever had a threesome or more? Not really, no. And, and you said a few minutes ago that you're not really interested in bringing another person in. I'm not, no. Do you enjoy giving blowjobs? Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> do you enjoy receiving oral sex sometimes it depends I definitely find for that I have to be in the mood and if you're not in the mood do you does it not feel good or does it just make you kind of squicked out or what oh maybe sometimes it won't feel good or I just like won't even be in the moment for it and like I feel like for all I have to be in the moment do you ever worry about your smell or taste <sighs> don't we all <laughs> how do you feel about ass play and this isn't necessarily anal sex just having your ass played with in general I can't I'm not into it I used to do it um you know and I'm not into it okay and do you give it to your partner no not into it do you enjoy dirty talk during sexual encounters <laughs> no don't even <laughs> okay do you enjoy laughter during sexual encounters? I laughed often. I mean, if you're not laughing, it's not sex. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever felt a sexual urge that confused you? Like when you're crying, but you're horny. Oh, interesting. What's your favorite part of your body? Um, my lips. What's your least favorite part of your body? I mean, it's always going to be the arms. What is something about your current sex life that isn't quite as satisfying as you'd like it to be? Still, like, kind of new in our relationship, so maybe we haven't dug into some new stuff yet. Yeah, maybe I'm looking to dig. What beliefs did you have about sex as a child or teenager that you wish you could correct her on now? Um, that it's just, like, for pleasure. But, like, I also, like, I really like the lovemaking, emotional connection. I see. So what you're saying is that when you were younger, you thought it was just a physical thing. And now it's more yeah. of an emotional connection as well. Yeah. I think yeah. So. All right. 
Well, that is all of the questions. You survived. We did it. <laughs> wow. Wild. Barely. <laughs> so um, you want to tell people where they can find you? Yeah, sure. Um, like Leah said, you can find me as Voluptuous Leah on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We also have a website, voluptuousleah.com. Um, hit me up on YouTube. It's all the same. Voluptuous Leah, TikTok, wherever you are. I'm there too. Excellent. Well, Leah, thank you so much for taking time to do this. I really, really appreciate it. No, thank you. This was fun. I was a little nervous at first, but this was a lot of fun. That's it for today. If you're enjoying the show, please take a moment to leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, or if you're using another podcast app, go to ratethispodcast.com forward slash goodgirls. And remember, there's a treasure trove of audio extras available for free at Patreon. Go to patreon.com forward slash goodgirlstalkaboutsex. While listening to those extras is free, producing this show is not. If my work is meaningful to you, and you have a few dollars to support it each month, I will gratefully accept your patronage at Patreon. I donate 10% of all Patreon proceeds to ARC Southeast, an organization that supports women in the Southeast United States to access reproductive services that are increasingly difficult to obtain. Find out more and become a community member at patreon.com forward slash good girls talk about sex. Show notes and transcripts for this episode are at goodgirlstalk.com. Follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at Good Girls Talk for more sex positive content. If you have a question or comment about anything you've heard on the show, call and leave a message at 720-GOOD-SEX. Good Girls Talk About Sex is produced by me, Leah Carey, and edited by Gretchen Kilby. I have additional administrative support from Lara O'Connor and Maria Franco. Transcripts are produced by Jan Asiello. Before we go, I want to remind you that the things you may have heard about your sexuality aren't true. You are worthy. You are desirable. You are not broken. As your sex and intimacy coach, I will guide you in embracing the sexuality that is innately yours, no matter what it looks like. To set up your free discovery call, go to leahcarry.com forward slash coaching. Until next time, here's to your better sex life. <laughs>